All right, let's check out the news today. Holy sh! What has long been brushed off as only a conspiracy theory touted by folks like Alex Jones may no longer be a conspiracy thanks to AOC. The same congresswoman who has been capitalizing on the Capitol mob, claiming that half of the House of Representatives almost died. Half of, we came close to half of the House nearly dying on Wednesday. And it is not an exaggeration to say that many, many members of the House were nearly assassinated. Um, it's just not an exaggeration to say that at all. But many of us, um, nearly and narrowly escaped death. Telling the media that she now fears for her life because her right-wing congressional colleagues are apparently plotting to kill her. How does President Biden's call for unity fit with members of Congress fearful of their own colleagues? Yeah, you know, I think we also had very real security concerns as well, um, as you mentioned earlier. Um, we still don't yet feel safe around other members of Congress. How many and, are we? Um, I think a very considerable amount. And then telling her Instagram following that Capitol Police were involved and that the riot was an inside job. To run in the Capitol, in our nation's Capitol, and not know if an officer is there to help you or to harm you, is also quite traumatizing. Has decided that the government needs to fund deprogramming measures for conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Yes, a woman who has been telling her followers that the Capitol Police engaged in acts of betrayal and that she no longer knows if they're there to protect her or harm her, and who arguably has the most far left views of anyone in Congress is now proposing funding to, quote, deprogram white supremacists, radicals, and conspiracy theorists. Because we all know that the best way to stop conspiracy theorists is to propose government programs to re-educate conspiracy theorists. I'm going to let that one percolate for a moment while we pop over to Sponsorship Liberty, which is super relevant to today's video because it involves prepping and until COVID, preppers were seen as nothing but conspiracy theorists. The political upheaval in our country worsens by the day. So does the potential for more drastic COVID-19 lockdowns, especially with Joe Biden in charge. This is a turbulent time to be alive and you need to prepare for whatever might happen. People used to laugh at preppers, but they're not laughing now, at least not as much. The smart advice is to have enough food, water, and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days. So to help you prepare, my Patriot Supply is offering my followers a 20% discount on two and four week emergency food kits at preparewithliberty.com. Each kit is good up to 25 years in storage and is shipped quickly and discreetly to your door. Again, that's preparewithliberty.com. And now back to the show.
AOC, or as some people have taken to calling her AOJ, introduced the proposal during a virtual town hall last week. This came after doubling down on her claims that half of the House of Representatives was almost assassinated during the riot. She started out the town hall by stating that the purpose of the insurrection was to capture and kill members of government, a statement that has now been refuted by the DC Attorney General, who has publicly said that they don't have any actual evidence that that was the intent. And his statement was given prior to AOC's town hall because I covered it in that night's live stream. AOC told her viewers that the U.S. is already home to many de-radicalization and re-education programs that were at one time government funded, but that Trump had ended all of the funding to these programs. You know, how do we talk to some of these folks that have been radicalized by Trump's base? What do we do about this, etc. in the future? In fact, we had a program addressing white supremacist uh, that we had programs, federal programs, um, that went towards funding organizations like these that de-radicalized people, and President Trump pulled the plug. The only example that I could find of this was in a Huffington Post article, which explained that the Obama administration had awarded a $400,000 grant to a group called Life After Hate as part of the Countering Violent Extremism program. For whatever reason, the money was not actually dispersed to the organization. The Trump administration then ordered a full review of the $10 million program, believing that not enough money was being spent to combat terrorism internationally. A new revised list of grant awards was published in June of 2017, with that particular group taken off the list, along with the Muslim Public Affairs Council, which was focused on creating community centers. Instead, he diverted those funds to police departments and other anti-terror organizations. Life After Hate is the only record I could find of Trump pulling any funding from de-radicalization organizations. What I did find, however, is that there is currently one government program in the entire country. It's a state-run program in Minnesota that is reportedly the first of its kind and was started in 2016. The program is led by the Minnesota District Probation Office and is designed to de-radicalize those convicted on terrorism-related charges as an alternative to prison time. In 2019, the program was reported to be working on de-radicalizing 12 white supremacists, among others. But in my research, I couldn't find these federal de-radicalization programs that AOC was talking about or proof that Trump had defunded all of these said programs. She didn't name any of them by name, which made the search a lot more difficult than it had to be. Either way, I couldn't find anything to back up her claims except for that one diversion of a $400,000 grant. Nevertheless, she said that we need to refund these programs and to quadruple the funding, as well as expand their scope to include not just neo-Nazis and white supremacists, but also your general run-of-the-mill conspiracy theorists, in order to destroy what she calls misinformation bubbles and echo chambers. One thing that we know is that we have to get that funding right back up and we probably need to double, triple, quadruple um, or increase funding for these de-radicalization programs um, en masse. 
She told viewers that it's not just about the extremes of neo-Nazis, but about anyone who might fall on what she calls a spectrum of radicalization in order to circumvent the danger and violence that they might cause. There's, there's this spectrum of radicalization. There's people who are sympathetic. There are people who have been convinced of conspiracy theories. There are people who are explicit, you know, there with Proud Boys and Oath Keepers and neo-Nazi organizations, but healing is possible. Make no mistake, she's not talking about people who have been convicted of crimes. She's not talking only about the people that have acted out on violent rhetoric. By saying this re-education and deprogram is needed for the entire spectrum of radicalization, she is also talking about anyone guilty of thinking something differently than her. AKA thought crime. Because really, who decides what is and isn't radical? Why do folks like AOC consider general Trump voters to be radicals, but take no issue with Antifa riots and looting? Is burning down and destroying whole city blocks not considered radical? Antifa occupied an entire couple city blocks over the summer and were celebrated. But in 2016, when folks from the Bundy Ranch occupied an empty building in a wildlife refuge over charges stemming from a land ownership dispute, they were labeled as far-right extremists. In fact, that was one of the first incidents to spark the usage of the terms white supremacy and terrorism to refer to gun owners, particularly those who criticize federal government. Which brings us to the problem of the ever-expanding definition of who is and isn't a Nazi by leftist standards. Nazism is bad. I think most people can agree with that. But there is a serious problem with folks on the left labeling anyone and everyone they don't agree with as a white supremacist or Nazi. In this same town hall, she put Oath Keepers and Three Percenters in the same category as neo-Nazis. They are not the same thing. On Twitter and Facebook, you can see hundreds, thousands of people saying that simply owning a gun makes someone a white supremacist or neo-Nazi. Are there Nazi gun owners? I'm sure there are. Is every gun owner a Nazi? Absolutely not. In one study that was published in November, 18% of Democrats and 29% of independents said that they owned at least one gun. So where do they fall into AOC's radicalization spectrum? Studies conducted by Harvard, Pew, and Northeastern long before the COVID pandemic and the gun ownership boom guessed that at least 22% of Americans, or about 72 million, owned guns. Do folks like AOC really think that America is the home of that many violent extremists? Don Lemon on CNN recently equated all 74 million Trump voters to the KKK. Is that view in and of itself not radical? If that was the case, I think that there would be a lot more violence happening in the streets than what we currently have. Again, AOC's proposal isn't for folks who have committed or been convicted of terrorism or hate crimes. She isn't talking about prison rehabilitation programs. She literally said that the U.S. government needs to fund programs to re-educate conspiracy theorists and their sympathizers. 
She is flat out advocating McCarthyism, except aiming it at anyone right of center instead of assumed communists. We are already seeing similarities to that movement with cancel culture and deplatforming. At this very moment, members of Congress have demanded that members of the military and police be pre-screened for right-wing views, mimicking Truman's and Eisenhower's loyalty reviews. This is terrifying and insane. This whole proposal in and of itself mimics at least half a dozen conspiracy theories. So, you know, that'll help. And check this out. Right after I finished recording this video, I logged onto Twitter and saw this clip of Katie Couric asking how we can deprogram people. This is scary stuff. But I also think some of them are believing the garbage that they are being fed 24-7 on the internet, by their constituents, and yeah. they bought into this big lie. And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump. I truly don't understand how this isn't concerning to more people. Democrats too should be worried because what happens when they're no longer the party in power? Anything they do could just as easily be used against them later. I'd like to think that this is one that will just be laughed off by more senior members of Congress, the way that Pelosi once suggested that a glass of water could have won in AOC's district so long as it was running as a Democrat. But after the events of January 6th, I'm pretty sure we're in for a wild ride of increased surveillance, detention, and an ever-growing police state. That's it for today's Liberty-related news. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and check out the description for a list of supporting partners and where to find me on alternative platforms. If you really like my work and want to help support it in other ways, you can donate through Patreon, Subscribestar, or give a one-time donation through PayPal or crypto. Until next time, stay out of the camps. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and helping me to spread the message of Liberty.